for her, the thought that worked was when she looked into the mirror, we were trying to retrain her brain and redirect her brain to there's so much more to me than what I see in the mirror. Right. Mm -hmm. And then around that thought, we could build a world of evidence, right? How she is an amazing golf player and her family like loves so many things about her and she's funny and she is, you know, like so many different things, athletic and all these other things that, you know, are not captured in a picture. Right. And just, you know, kind of helping her our teens to understand that yeah what you see in a picture it's maybe only like five percent of who you actually are you know if that you're listening to what's the lesson a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge skills and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves we're your hosts jill and mary once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. What's going on, podcast fam? Hey, fam. Mary and Jill here with What's the Lesson? How are we doing today? Good. Um, You know, we were just quickly chatting before we press record that it is scalding hot here in Scottsdale, Phoenix. And for a brief second, there was a little bit of clouds. Some reprieve, if you will. (laughs) And although when moments like that happen, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's 80 degrees. Let's go outside. (laughs) And then I looked on my weather app and it still said 106. It's what people like to call a dry heat, though. The you dry know, heat, the dry yes. heat. Um, the guest we have on our show today actually just moved to Arizona within the last couple of years. So I can't, I don't remember exactly what it felt like to get like the shock of moving here because I moved here <laughs> in May in 2007. And it was like, oh my God, what did I do? I think I made a grave mistake. Oh my, my gosh. My clothes were soaked. I was lethargic. Like all I wanted to do was be in the pool. There was no going anywhere. It was literally 95 at like 10 o'clock. 30 at night. It was the weirdest first year. So with that being said, Sammy, welcome to the podcast. We're so pumped to have you as not only a guest, but as an Arizona resident, because you are doing good work. You are doing work that we're doing. And we get so excited knowing that there's more unicorns out there doing the work that we're doing in order to help teens be more confident and comfortable with who they are so they can become confident and comfortable adults as well. So before we learn more about you and the work that you do, what are two lessons that you want our guests to walk away knowing from this soon to be very impactful conversation? 
Okay, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so I'm so excited to be here. One thing you will have to laugh a little bit about is like I am sitting here in my office sweating, which kind of reminds me of my office isn't done yet, and my so my husband's finishing my office, so I'm actually sharing office with him. And so when I am recording my podcast, I'm not doing this today, but I do have a blanket over my head just to help with the echo. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's awesome. Incredible. No, it's too hot for the blanket. It's I'm so glad. I'm so glad you took the blanket off today. <laughs> so anyways, no blanket today, which is why I might be a little bit echoey, but um, that's not what you asked me about. You asked me for two, two things to share two with you. lessons. Yeah. Our podcast is what's the lesson. And Mary and I literally look at every situation. It could be good or bad or ugly or unexpected. And there's always a silver lining. There's a lesson to be learned. And so we just feel like our guests that we bring on have so much wisdom already within them based on their experiences. So we would love to know two lessons that you would love to share with our audience so that we can just generate a conversation from there. Yeah. So the first one, which I think if I could just grab any teen girl and like whisper into their ear and just like give them a hug, which is, this is what I needed to hear when I was a teen. This is still what I need to hear as an adult and as a mom, (laughs) Amen. but really like your value as a human being, it doesn't change. So when you're a teenager and you like mess up, you make mistakes, you maybe stay up too late at night or eat too much junk food or like see the wrong thing around your friends and you might have friends are, that are mad at you or, you know, we, we're always making mistakes. Your value as a human being, it doesn't change. No matter what you do, like you really could just sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day if you wanted to. No matter what you do, your value stays the same. And I know we like beat ourselves up all the time about certain things. And we're so used to things in our world constantly changing value. And um, just like our homes change value or like the clothes we wear or the cars we drive, those all change value. But as human being, we don't change value. Our value is consistent and it stays the same no matter what. No matter what anybody says about you, right? Like it doesn't matter. So I think that, so I think that's number one, number two kind of goes along with number one, but, um, really, I think, I think it's also important to understand that comparison, um, it will never make you happy. And by our genetics and the way that we're designed to evolve and the way our human brains work, we are, we are designed to compare and contrast things. Like that's how we have amazing things in our world today and the amazing technology we have is because we've been comparing and contrasting things our whole lives. But we, women and men, human beings, we tend to take comparison to the next level, which is like, you're comparing yourself to, okay, so like, say I'm comparing myself to my friend's shoes. And let's say she has like some Air Jordans, because I know that those are really big right now. Okay. And we really want some Air Jordans. And so then we're like, if I don't have Air Jordans. I can't be happy. And so we, we base our happiness on something that we always can't control and something that we 
we might not always get. And so we're always searching to be happy based on trying to get things that will define us or that can be taken away from us. And so I just think like, if you're comparing yourselves with other people, it's, it's never going to make you happy. And I'm going to add a number three into here. This is just my like third thing that I really, really want to, um, totally stress to you guys is social media is not real. There you go. Social media. Say it again. I know (laughs) it's people's highlight, highlight reels. 1000%. Yeah. And I think that it all ties together with what you're talking about. Social media makes people compare. And then, you know, you're, you're, you're comparing what, well, what is my value if I don't have the house or the home or the relationship or the this or, you know, all three of those really go hand in hand together. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to dive into that, but I want to circle back around and talk about a little bit of who you are and what you do. So I know Mary kind of teed us up for you being in this, in the same space as us, but before um, we get into the, the meat and potatoes of this podcast, we need to learn a little bit more about Sammy. So tell us, tell us what you do. Tell us how you got into this space a little bit more about the work that you're currently up to. Yeah. So I will try to make this brief, (laughs) but long story short, like I currently, I am the host of the teen life coach podcast. And so I, I have a podcast that I do every single week. I have programs that I work with teens on self-confidence on like overcoming the traps of social media. And I have my own coaching business on the side. The podcast is just kind of something I was brought into (laughs) to do for free. (laughs) I, I love it. I absolutely love it. But that's, you know, typically how I'm known is the podcast, the teen life coach podcast. So I started having anxiety and depression when I was a teen girl, young girl, and I didn't have social media. I was just, you know, genetically blessed to have those (laughs) oppositions in my life. Those layers, yes. I struggled. I struggled really hard and my parents kind of didn't understand what was going on. And then um, I left to college and I had an eating disorder. And back then, like it wasn't really understood. And so I had a lot of therapy with, you know, you know, getting some relief with my eating disorder and just kind of learning how to love myself. I think that was, you know, basically just what it boils down to was like teaching and trying to figure out and learning how to love myself the way that I was without changing who I was or like Mm -hmm. never feeling like I was good enough for the people that I was dating. And, um, then I, you know, I got married I had my first baby and she was stillborn and that just like broke my heart. And there was so much anxiety and depression from that and feelings of failure and just like beating myself up shortly after that, my sister passed away. And that was just like another big blow to me that like, there's these situations in my life that I just could not control. And here I am like in my twenties, still struggling with anxiety and depression and um, probably worse at this point, given the two monumental things that happened in your life. Yeah. Like, and, and it's not like it was something, those were things I just couldn't control. And so, 
you know, and then like when my fourth baby, I had postpartum depression. And, and so it's just kind of like all these things that were out of my control and, and learning how to live with them and love myself, no matter what, despite all of these things and try to not worry about what other people were thinking about me or what they were saying about me or even their expectations of me. And so, you know, fast forward, you know, a few years ago, guess what? All my kids have anxiety. <laughs> so you're saying the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh, or when my mom's like, wait until I just, I can't wait for you to call me and tell me your kids did the same thing that you did to me. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so, which I'm like so thankful for, you know, during those really hard times, a lot of the times I was questioning myself, like, why, why am I having to go through this? Why is this so hard? And, and now the answer for me is, um, because you need to know how to raise kids with this. And if I hadn't gone through those things, like I would not understand what my kids were going through or the language they were speaking to me at all. So I almost feel like those, those things that I struggled with were such a gift for me. So I found life coaching. I loved it. It changed my life. I told my husband, I want to go get certified. This, this works. And I'm like, I just want it to raise my kids. I don't want to go to work. <laughs> I, just, I just need it so I can raise these kids. Yeah. Having the tools to be readily you know, available at any minute when there's tantrums or there's unexpected woes or school problems. Yeah. To have your own tool belt to parent probably was the greatest gift that you gave yourself. Totally. And then I, I also have a daughter with severe OCD and her anxiety is pretty severe. And so I've spent years in counseling and in therapy and like in the therapy world, we call it like intensive outpatient programs or partial hospitalization programs where I've been trained on behavior modification and um, just learning how to parent a child with anxiety and OCD. And that's been invaluable to me in, you know, as a mom and teach in learning, okay, they need a different kind of parent. And so that's, that's kind of been my journey. I've struggled. My kids have struggled. Um, we still all struggle daily. <laughs> that's life. And that's, just, that's kind of how I am where I am, where the podcast is, it's a lot about finding yourself, anxiety, learning about, you know, who you are, what um, your desires and what makes you happy and, and really comes down to just figuring out how to love yourself. And that really sets you up perfectly for us perfectly to talk about your first point and the fact that regardless of what you have, we like to talk about things that we're carrying around like there are layers of clothing. Like we're in a dressing room and we're putting things on or taking things off, whether it be expectations or things like anxiety, depression, OCD. It's like your value doesn't change regardless of the things that you're carrying around with you that make you a little heavier from time to time. And it can be really hard with your third point of bringing in social media. Though it's not real, it is a false reality. People put what they want you to see. You don't know 95% of what's going on in that person's life if they don't want you to know. So coupled with that, it's like, 
holy moly, my value is diminished based on these things that I have and the comparison that I have towards someone else. What do I do with my life? Because clearly it's 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 not measuring up the way that I need it to. However, your first point is saying, regardless of all that, wiping all of that away, your value doesn't change. You as a human being and the qualities that you bring to the table are just as valuable yesterday as they are today as they're going to be tomorrow. And I think that is such a beautiful, poignant reminder that we all need, regardless of the age you pointed that out, you still need that today, of just who we are as human beings and the fact that seeing everyone's highlight reel every day shouldn't make us feel any less of a person than we are. Right. And But it does, right? It does. (laughs) And and we – Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it does when you're not taught how to how to have the proper tools or coping skills to be able to challenge when you are in that space. So, I mean, for I, what, what's coming up for me right now, we had camp last week and we taught girls all around their essence. Like, how do you look past your physical appearance and really start to love what makes you you? And it was really challenging for girls. They couldn't really verbalize or articulate the things that make them them outside of like, well, I have really pretty hair. I'm pretty or I am a great friend. And we're like, no, 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 no. Like what? So the like just these type of conversations to help girls, boys, families, people know how to like when when they're going down the the rabbit hole just to stop themselves to have the self-awareness to be like whoa okay hang on i am i'm not in a good place what do i need to do because right now my values tied into whomever i'm watching on social media or whatever that may be and and honestly like my stomach can look like everybody's stomach on instagram if, if only if i take a picture Right when I wake up. A hundred percent. Or if the lighting is perfect or if you're doing some sort of acrobatic move in order to make sure that it looks concave. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Like I can make my stomach look like that for one second. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Which is what you were saying. I was, I was coaching a girl the other day and she, she's kind of like getting into all this where, you know, she's using social media. She's 15 and um, as soon as she's done using social media, she would just like look in the mirror and have thoughts like I'm not good enough or my face is the wrong shape or I must be doing something wrong because my friends didn't invite me or like I'm useless because my legs don't look like that. And just kind of like on and on and on. And so what we really worked on with her was, you know, trying to come up with a thought in her brain that was something different other than those other thoughts. And so for her, the thought that worked was when she looked into the mirror, we were trying to retrain her brain and redirect her brain to, there's so much more to me than what I see in the mirror, right? Mm -hmm. And, And then around that thought, we could build a world of evidence, right? How she is an amazing golf player and her family like loves so many things about her and she's funny and she is you know, like so many different things, athletic and all these other things that, you know, are not captured in a picture, right? And just, you know, kind of 
helping our, our teens to understand that, yeah, what you see in a picture, it's maybe only like 5% of who you actually are. You know, if that. If that. You guys, have you heard that we're hosting a summer camp? Listen, you can go to a summer camp that kills time or you can attend a camp that leverages it. This summer, we aim to empower and inspire young women to pursue more. More confidence, more positive friendships, more community impact, more dreams and aspirations, more self-honoring and healthy habits. To explore more camp options, go to girlsmentorship.com. We can't wait to see you there. Um, right. And that's one of the most important things I think we could reiterate is that the way you look should literally be the least interesting thing about you. Because we all know at the end of the day, our looks are going to fade. And are they important? Yes. They build self-esteem. They build self-confidence. But it can't be the one sole thing that you rely on. We love to tell girls basically what you just said around who they are, what their attributes are, what they can contribute in terms of being funny, being a helper, being more than the skin suit that we're all wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, just, just like a personal note, one, one, of, one of the things that I struggled with that was very valued in my home was, was being beautiful. Right. And I, I was always, um, always had this thought in my brain, like, I'm never going to be beautiful. I'm never going to be beautiful enough. I'm never going to be good enough. Right. And basing my whole self-worth and my self-value on, on the way that I looked and how skinny I was and the way that my body looked. And, you know, I, I had a coach at Web Point at one point who was just like, what if you are beautiful enough? Like, if you are beautiful enough and that you could believe that you were really, truly 100% beautiful, what would you do with your life? And that kind of clicked for me. I was like, oh my gosh, if I believed I was beautiful, there's so many things that I would do. And I realized like, I'm just holding myself back Mm -hmm. and not being me and not letting the world enjoy me and partake of who I am because I'm holding myself back because I have this stupid belief that I'm not beautiful and that in order to be valued by the world, I need to be beautiful when, you know, when it comes down to it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right? Yeah, no, I love sometimes one question can literally turn everything around or the light bulb comes on and you're like, whoa, Um, one of our favorite questions when girls get stuck into comparison is, okay, so you see this girl who you think is beautiful and has it all together and has like the cool everything swag, boyfriend, car, you name it. And again, it's like, okay, well, how do you know that to be true? How do you know that she is happy? How do you know that she has it together? Like, is she, is she your friend? Like, is she your sister? And then that's the question where they're like, well, I don't know if that is true or not. And it's like, well, we're also living in this story of untruth. It's like, well, we need to, we need to know the facts before we, you know, that's, it's either facts or 
or nothing. You know, we got to follow the facts. We can't live in in a story where then we like we convince ourselves that that's truth. So that's one of our favorite questions to ask girls when they're doing that comparison game. And, and I do it. I have to practice this all the time to myself, like moms, you know, moms get together and, oh gosh, look how perfect that family looks. And they're, they don't have any stains on their clothes. And I'm like, hang on, how do I, how do I know that they're perfect? Well, and you bring up such a solid point. And I feel like this is something that's definitely shifted over the last few years in terms of like asking more questions just in general because i don't remember anyone ever asking me a question like that Mm -hmm. or asking me to ask myself a question like that i typically remember it being like do as i say not as i do i'm the parent this is why this is happening because i said so it wasn't like a you can't question your beauty don't question that that's you know that that's unacceptable for you to do and it's like Let's flip that. I think we've started to flip that as a society, which is really cool. It's like, well, what if you are enough? What if you started thinking around you being enough as opposed to you thinking that you're not? And that allows a whole new channel to open up, not only in your brain, which obviously it did, but for the girls and boys that we all work with. It's like, has anybody ever posed a question like that to them? Mm -hmm. And when, if not, if the answer is no, when would they experience somebody asking them a question like that. And from my experience, it wasn't until I was like 26 Mm -hmm. years old. So we go through 26 years of anxiety, depression, not enoughness, judgment, comparison, when we could have stopped that from happening with a simple perspective shift. Mm -hmm. Which is amazing that you guys are doing the work that you're doing. (laughs) Well, and same to you. Same to you. Yeah, because my thought I was like, okay, what do you do when someone comes to you, a girl, a teenage girl who really their value is wrapped up in in other things? How do you help her untangle that? Is it through asking more questions? Yeah, it, it's through asking more questions. A lot of it is through like learning how to rewire your brain. And so I'm just going to walk, I'm going to walk you through like kind of the, the steps I go through with, with a teen girl. So, um, let me think of a very common example. Okay. So let's say the circumstance is it's lunchtime. Okay. And, um, this is not just teen girls, teen boys have this thought too, but circumstance, the fact is it's lunchtime. All right. Then the thought when it comes to lunchtime, you know, when we are getting ready to go into lunchtime, the thought, there's a million thoughts that flood into our brains when we're teens, but I'm just going to pull one out. And let's say the thought is I'm not going to have anybody to sit by. Okay. So when we think that thought, I'm not going to have anybody to sit by it, our thoughts create our feelings. So if we have that thought, I'm not going to have anybody to sit by the feeling that it creates And this is just an example. Different thoughts will create different feelings for different people, but I'm just going to continue with this one. That thought creates, let's say, the feeling of anxiousness, anxiety, nervousness. All right. So when we have that feeling of anxiety, 
the actions that we then take from that feeling are maybe we we hide and we go in our car and eat lunch and maybe we walk through the lunchroom and we have our head down and we don't talk to anybody or you know maybe we text our mom and be like hey mom i need you to pick me up for lunch because i'm all by myself or you know there's so many different actions that we can come from that can come from the feeling of anxiety because we're thinking that certain thought and then because of our actions we end up having a result. So another example, like if my actions are like, I sit down and I eat a hundred donuts, my result is going to be like, I'm going to feel sick or I'm going to throw up or <laughs> I'm not going to feel hungry anymore. Right. right. So, my so result is going to be mm, delicious. Just kidding. <laughs> Big donut connoisseur. <laughs> You're speaking as I spit, excuse me. Um, Mary's love language. Okay. Donuts are her favorite. <laughs> She can't have them. I can't. I have um, celiac. So, you know, the thought alone is lovely. So I can hear the, the <laughs> drool just building in her mouth right now. <laughs> Sorry, I won't bring donuts up again. No, it's all good. <laughs> but from certain actions we have, we always have a result. And so if our actions, like I said, are like we're hiding or we're texting our mom or we're not going into the lunchroom, our result is going to be, we're not going to meet anybody to eat lunch with. We're not going to, we're not putting ourselves out there to have any friends or say hi to anybody, or even like giving ourselves the opportunity to find people to eat lunch with. Okay. And so then what we're actually doing is we're creating our own results in our lives based on the way that we're thinking. Mm -hmm. And in order to help teens, like be aware of their thoughts. That's the first step. And then the second step is to, okay, how do we help a teen redirect, rewire their thoughts and think maybe just a thought that's 1% less crappy than the thought that they're thinking. Like, it's not like it has to be like, oh, think positive or people want to be your friend and at, who wouldn't want to eat lunch by you, right? Like our brain's going to be like, okay, yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're just like going for maybe like a one to 5% less crappy thought and working up from there in its baby steps until we kind of can get to the point where there is people in the lunchroom that are waiting for me to eat with them. Hmm. Like I matter, I matter to them. It's, it's a process and it's time, a time frame that's different for everybody. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Because I, I can already see it. I mean, I, I, there's a couple of girls that are popping into my mind where, I mean, it breaks your heart when they just berate themselves and they have no, like, they don't love themselves and everything is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard and challenging and, and it's like, no, but you, you get to change this, but it's work and it's effort. And sometimes when it doesn't come as easy, um, the girls want to throw the towel in really quickly and well, not like put in the work. You said it's a, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy really easily. And that's what we want to avoid. That's yeah. why we want to ask these questions. That's why we want to have these conversations. And one of my all-time favorite books is by James Clear, Atomic Habits. I know so many people have read it. And he talks about the 1% principle, right? When we set out a big goal, I know as entrepreneurs and achievers, we set out a big goal. It's like we expect to hit the big goal tomorrow. Like we need it to happen. 
when realistically that 1% getting 1% better each day or making 1% progress each day is going to get us Mm -hmm. in and around the goal, hit the goal, whatever it is, or have us redirect towards something that is more applicable at the time. But it's like that is such more of a realistic expectation. And don't get me wrong. I want girls to have the most unrealistic expectations of their lives. I want them to be absolutely crazy in their thinking and and feel and know in their bones that they can do big things and love themselves really, really big and have this life worth living. But in a certain sense, we need to break that down into bite-sized chunks, which Mm -hmm. becomes that realistic, let's put one foot in front of the other, every day is a new day type of thinking. So I love that you pointed that out because it seems with anything, we're in somewhat of a microwave generation, bring it back to that social media that we expect change to happen Mm -hmm. so quickly. And I don't know if you've experienced this with some of the families you've worked with, but sometimes parents are like, oh, eight weeks? let's get a move on. Like we expect change, (laughs) mountains to be moved. And it's like, yo, so for 16 years, this has been going on and you expect us to be able to undo that in a very short amount of time. Let's pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes and manage those expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, this is one thing that I love about working with teens is like they've only had these thoughts for 16 years. It's completely different than working with like a 45 year old mom <laughs> totally. for 45 years and the teens, their brains are just so moldable and they're still developing that I feel like they get this stuff and they're, they're readily available to make the changes easier. They don't have years and years of evidence that are fighting, that they're fighting with Mm -hmm. against these, these new thoughts and this new way of thinking. And also like they are looking for this. They're looking for ways to feel better and to feel relief and they want to love themselves. And so when this is offered to them, they're like sponges, I feel like. Um, We've we've seen the same, we've seen the same thing where we're like, when we first started out, we were not um, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say that we were, we weren't expecting to work with girls. We were definitely thinking women or adults. And this opportunity literally was placed in our laps. And we were like, I don't know, are they going to get this stuff? And we were blown away how hungry they were, how well they asked questions. They were soaking up like you said everything we were saying we were like well what in the world why are we waiting to have these conversations later when we can start now so i love that you said that because we have experienced that same that same aha moment and now what we get to do is bring other adults into that because society really has labeled teenagers as you know, they're hormonal and they're, you know, they're, they, they say odd things and they smell and that's just, it's all a phase. Their phones all their time. They're yes. Like, their phones. Yep. And it's like, no, we can't use that as, as an excuse anymore because now we know better. And Mary and I say, if you know better, you do better. So the more that we can let adults know how incredibly intelligent our youth is and if we give them a fighting shot, man, we can be, I mean, imagine this conversation just worldwide 
Yeah, they're amazing. And I, I feel so honored and privileged that I get to work with them every single day. Like they blow my mind constantly. Right? Oh my gosh. And they keep you laughing, I'm sure. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you work with teens like we work with teens, they definitely keep you laughing. Mary and I are always like shaking our heads in meetings sometimes or sessions and mm-hmm. writing things down. <laughs> and then we have to, to Google look up later. it later. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Um, so you work with teens on an individual basis and you have some upcoming. Is it a six week program? Will you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I have. Well, I don't know when this is airing, but my I have two six week programs that are starting this week, like Wednesday and Thursday. But um, if people are listening to this podcast later on, I will be having another six week program really soon. <laughs> so I'm I'm constantly running programs of six weeks. Um, my one of my programs it's a it's a group class. Um, it's just a self confidence masterclass where. I teach teens how to how to have self-confidence and what does it really look like in a person's brain that is self-confident and um, self-confidence it's it's not something that's natural for us it's not like we're just born with self-confidence so it it is something that needs to be taught and learned and practiced the second course that I currently teach it's a connected and in control it's a six-week social media course for teens just so we don't fall into the traps of like anxiety and depression and FOMO and comparison and all those things that come along with social media use and really just, you know, teaching, teaching our teens how to use social media in a way that really benefits them and helps them grow instead of as a tool to really destroy themselves, which is what a lot of, not, not just the teens, everything I'm saying today is totally applicable to me, but we, we tend to use social media as a way to to destroy ourselves and to beat ourselves up. And so that's, that's what my second program is, um, is based on. Um, and just like training, training teens, how to, how to, to use it. And, um, so yeah, those are the programs that I have going on. Um, also I have my one-on-one coaching programs that are always going on. And so there's, there's usually like one or two spots in there. If, if anybody's interested in doing just a one-on-one coaching program, did I say no, the right thing? That was no, that was amazing. <laughs> yes. And we want to make sure that we're going to include all of your information in our show notes. So when people do tune in, tune into this, whether they're catching it this week or whenever it airs in a year from now, that they have all of your information to go back to and and check you out. And then Instagram is the Teen Life Coach. The Teen Life Coach. We Don't will- forget the the. Yeah, don't forget the the, because I typed in Teen Life Coach, and for some reason, Instagram was like, I don't know, I need a the in there. Um, So we're just, we're so appreciative of knowing that other people are putting their life and soul into this work Mm -hmm. as well. So we were tickled to death when you answered our uh, question to come on the podcast and share a little bit more about your story, why you got into this, what you're still struggling with, and how you're overcoming, not just yourself, but helping teens overcome the pitfalls, the highs, the lows, all of it on a day-to-day basis as well. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for coming on and sharing yours with us. And you know, we're just a hop, skip, and a jump away. I think it makes sense to, you know, actually meet IRL. IRL in real life at some point. (laughs) OMG. 
G. Yes. yes. We only speak in acronyms. Oh. We'll end on the LFG for sure. <laughs> so thank you so much, Sammy. We appreciate yes, Sammy, you. You were wonderful. Being in this corner of the world with us because we know it's not for the faint of heart. Thank you so much for having me. And also, I think you guys are amazing and I am loving what you're doing too. And it's it's nice to know that there are a group of us that are doing this work. And I think that whatever tools, whatever resources, and um, whatever therapy, whatever coaching, whatever camps, anything and all of it helps. And so whatever works for one person, might not work for another person. And so we, we need all the things in order to, to our team. So amen. Awesome amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, and for you all tuning in, thanks for enjoying these conversations as much as we love having them. And until next time, we'll see you on What's the Lesson. Bye, everyone. We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.